Hello, and welcome to GNWP's podcast, GNWP Talks 1325. My name is Erin Quinn, and I'm a research and advocacy intern here at GNWP, and I'm joined by my colleague Lauren, and today for episode nine, we'll be discussing localization workshops in Sierra Leone that were from April 13th to 15th in 2016. So my first question for you, Lauren, is prior to the workshops conducted in April of this year, how has GNWP been involved in Sierra Leone and its implementations of the Women, Peace, and Security Agenda? Thanks, Erin. GNWP has been working with its partners in Sierra Leone since 2012. Even a little bit prior to that, um, the, the, our Sierra Leonean members played a big part in the creation of the Sierra Leonean National Action Plan, which is um, kind of abbreviated to SILNAP. Uh, so our members, and we aided a bit in that as well, um, we, we did lots of advocacy to, to create this action plan. Um, but as far as the localization program, we, we began that program in, in 2012 and, and have been working there ever since with our, with our members on the ground. In this regard, we worked to create localization guidelines, which are essentially a government document that explains how local governments and local development planning processes can implement the Sierra Leone National Action Plan. Um, and this we, we created with our members in Sierra Leone and also in collaboration with the Ministry of Social Welfare, Gender, and Children's Affairs, as well as the Ministry of Local Government and Rural Development. In addition, we also conducted localization workshops in two of the regions, in the south and in the east. Um, and also, we helped to, to establish national a national steering committee and then a, a body of, or I guess I should say a couple um, local or regional steering committees. And the steering committee's roles are basically to assess how implementation is is going and and really act at the national level and then coordinate with the regional committees as well to be sure that everyone is communicating and on the same page and and so that implementation can can occur. Wow, it's great to see how extensive our networks are in Sierra Leone. So I know that our work was impacted um, in some other countries in Africa by the Ebola virus and its outbreak. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the role that Ebola played in the communities and then the implementation processes of our achievements there? Yeah, sure. Um, unfortunately, this this was a huge, huge effect in in the the you know of course the work itself but also just the country emotionally and and you know physically um in terms of kind of pragmatic things it because the because of the Ebola outbreak um we delayed our workshops they were meant to occur in in 2015 but instead we we ended up implementing them in 2016 um, another kind of pragmatic challenge that we faced was that many of the things that had been set up 
Um, you know, it could be either resources or, or a lot of the programs and things were kind of at a standstill when Ebola hit. Um, so that, that definitely was a, was a big challenge. Um, but I would say even, you know, even stronger is, is the very tangible feeling of the weight that people have from, from the effects of Ebola. There were many participants that we spoke to who shared with us, you know, stories about different family members and friends that they had lost. Um, I spoke with a paramount chief who, who told us that he had lost 100 people in his chiefdom during the outbreak. Um, just really heartbreaking, heartbreaking stories. Um, and even just just little kind of practices that that people would would do. So so people were sometimes hesitant to shake hands with with people they weren't they didn't know very well. Um, they would do like a, an Ebola handshake, which is kind of like touching elbows. <laughs> um, which you know people kind of laugh laugh these things off, but it was also it kind of it it, it was very sad too. You know mm-hmm. to see how it, how it changes people's people's behaviors. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. Um, But I'm glad we were able to go back um, and do these workshops in April. And so these workshops in April, what were their focuses on? Sure. Um, There were three kind of stages of the workshops. Um, the The first workshop was a workshop on national monitoring. Um... And basically, this workshop was meant to assess the localization process thus far in Sierra Leone. Um, so what we did is a, a colleague who, who isn't here today, but she played a huge role in this uh, in this whole process is, is Shabnam. Um, she sent out surveys to participants before before these workshops were conducted to get information on how they already or already do or do not uh, implement the localization guidelines um, and the SILNAP and how these processes are or are not being carried out in in local development planning. Um, And it was really, really interesting because we found that a lot of the participants didn't necessarily know what what the guidelines were, or what they entailed, um, due to unfortunate kind of poor transfer of knowledge when when new people come in. But on the other side, there even though they maybe didn't understand what it was, it seemed like they were actually implementing it. Um, so that was that was a really interesting kind of takeaway from those. Um, Another part of the workshops were establishing steering committees in the northern and western regions. So as if you'll remember, I said before, we we had already set them up in the southern and and eastern regions previously. Um, So now these were meant to to establish those in the northern and and western regions. So that was really great to to really gather kind of those key, key stakeholders from from local governments and and local NGOs who could really be part of that implementing board. 
Um, and then the final workshop was on the rollout of the localization guidelines in those northern and, and western regions as well. I'm sorry, western area. Um, and this was, in a way, a bit of a refresher on some of the, the elements. So we, we did a refresher course on 1325, um, also talking more about the SILNAP and the guidelines. Um, and then more specifically on how to implement the, the guidelines in their, in their local districts. So we accomplished a lot of work, which is great to hear. Um, so I'm sure GNWP didn't do it alone. So who were our key actors and partners on the ground in Sierra Leone? Sure. The, the main implementing partner from our members are uh, National Organization of Women, Sierra Leone, headed by Dr. Nana Pratt, as well as Mabel Cartouche. Um, we also had Rosaline McCarthy and um, Haja Mariama Fofan. These women all played a huge part in organizing and doing all the logistics and really convening all of the actors that, that were really important and necessary to be part of these workshops. Um, we also had great support from the Ministry of Social Welfare, Gender, and Children's Affairs, um, also the Ministry of Local Government and Rural Development, um, and within that ministry, also the Decentralization Secretariat as well. Um, and then just the, the participants, you know, we had people who were local government officials, local police, um, development planning officers, gender officers, monitoring and evaluation officers, kind of a little a little bit of everything, but mainly those key people who could convene the people, who knew who were the experts, and then those who were going to be the, the implementers. That's great. Um, so it does seem, though, that there are a lot of moving parts to this localization. So were there any challenges that you faced in implementation, and could you just talk a little bit about that? There was one. <laughs> there was one challenge that uh, that kind of sticks out. Um, a a really interesting and dynamic component of the localization program is the peace exchange component. Um, peace exchange component of the program is where we have a participant from typically a neighboring country or a country in the region. Um, come and participate in the workshops where we are con currently conducting them um, so that there can be, you know, cross-knowledge, um, cross-learning, and, and also building sometimes regional, regional bonds. Um, so for this, for this workshop, we invited um, Adoni Graves, who is Assistant Superintendent for Development in Liberia, and Adoni uh, participated in our localization workshops in Liberia prior to coming to Sierra Leone to, to work with us here. And unfortunately, we had issues with his flight. Um, the, the website did not accept and sent us a confirmation, although it was actually not confirmed. So it... Luckily, it was all sorted out in the end, but it, there was a moment 
in in Sierra Leone when uh, one of our colleagues, actually I believe it was Dr. Pratt, got a phone call from our colleague Lori here in New York and needed to speak to me urgently. So she and I were talking on the phone trying to figure out how we could get Adoni here because he was at the airport, but they weren't accepting his, his confirmation. So it, you know, these are the kinds of things that we experience often enough to know kind of what to do, but they're always pretty stressful in the moment. So luckily it was all sorted out and he was able to come and participate, but it was definitely a, a stressful situation that was a huge challenge at the moment. Yeah, and I remember being in the office that day when we were trying to coordinate all that, and it was definitely very stressful. Um, but I'm sure besides the, the stress, there were a lot of achievements. So can you talk about some of those, the key achievements that you saw during the workshop? Sure. Um, I mean, there were a lot. I probably won't be able to touch on all of them, but I think one of the biggest is an increased awareness from the different participants. Um, you know, as, as I said before, there oftentimes in, in local governments, um, there's a high turnover rate where people are out of office easily if they're not reelected or, um, you know, maybe in different position people are appointed because, you know, maybe they know so-and-so or there's lots of different reasons, but, um, Unfortunately, sometimes that leads to a very, very poor transfer of knowledge, and and it was really helpful for us to to really be sure that we're reaching the people who are meant to implement these things. Um, and it was really great to be in touch with our ministries that we have worked with in the past, um, and also a a new office that we were able to have build a, a relationship with on this trip was um, in the state house in, in the president's office, the office of chief of staff. We, we worked with Abdul Rahman Soa, who works on the performance contracts in, in the president's office. And this, the performance contracts are basically given to, to different, uh, different entities, different districts based on I mean, I guess what it what it sounds like, how well they perform over the year, but this can also be seen kind of as a competition sometimes to to other assessments. Um, so, for example, we've also worked with the on the Clog Pass, which is the comprehensive local government performance performance assessment system, which is part of the Ministry of Local Government and Rural Development, and. This can sometimes be seen as as kind of, in a way, competition to to the performance contract. So, for example, if if um, if one district receives the highest mark in the performance contract, but it's a different district who receives the highest mark in in the clog pass, then then you know this causes some confusion. But it was really great to to be able to bring Mr. So on board and. You know, um, basically, a next step is going to be creating kind of gendered components in in the performance contract, and to harmonize this with the clog pass, so that 
they are not meant to be competing, but but can kind of work in tandem. Um, so I would say those are those are two of the two of the big achievements. Um, but of course, there's there's many others. I'm sure we have many more accomplishments that can't be listed right now. Um, but before we go, would you like to leave any last comments, last final words? We'd like to thank our implementing partners and, and members on the ground. So a big thank you to our members from now, Sarah Leon, Dr. Pratt, and Mabel Cartouche, as well as our implementing ministries and all of our participants. And a big thank you to the Focal Bernadotte Academy for its support in these workshops in Sierra Leone. That sounds great. Well, thank you for being here and discussing uh, our localization workshops in Sierra Leone. Once again, please tune in to GNWP Talks 1325. We're releasing monthly podcasts and have a great day.